Welcome back to the uh, Finding Catharsis podcast. I'm here with uh, one of my good friends, Sean. Uh, I've known Sean for a handful of years. Uh, I would, uh, we're, we've known each other since the beginning of college. We're kind of connected by a few pe- mutual friends we knew, but uh, we met in a class. And uh, yeah, just give a, give a bit about yourself. Talk about a little bit about yourself. Hey, what's up, man? What's up, Simon? Uh, I'm really sorry we haven't... Um connected in a few in a while but um you know we're, i know we're both busy people but um yeah hey my name is sean everyone uh i live here in new jersey um and that simon does too but yeah um i am a senior in senior university i'm in my last semester unfortunately so with all this it's really unfortunate but um you know just um a little bit about myself really i mean i work at a paint store uh, I'm not going to name the company for legal reasons, <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah, I just, um, work, I, I've been working there for two years now and, uh, I am a, uh, third key. So basically when, and none of the full-timers or managers are there, I'm in charge. So that's cool. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I do right now. Uh, not really much. If you guys want to delve deeper, you guys can hit me up for that. Yes. But, um. Yeah, man. Just so uh, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, really excited to help you out with your podcast. Um, I heard your first one yesterday. It was pretty good. Um, a lot of good uh, topics that you guys touched upon yesterday. Yeah. Um, so I kind of, uh, I guess going into that, really, um, you know, I plan on doing this weekly. So I'm kind of like gathering a, a few guests and hosts, you know, and kind of just like eyeballing and just shooting it out there. So, um, yeah. so yeah, as you, as you heard on my podcast, I, I kind of don't, it, the, the benefit and kind of like, uh, and the disadvantage of like doing this is like people are like kind of peeking into my own like personal life a little bit, which is something I kind of like want to withheld, but you know, I just finished, uh, you know, my four year relationship, you know, I was engaged, oh, you know, oh, that's all right. You know, it's, it ended, it en- it ended really really well you know better than like some relationships you know where you know it could have been extremely toxic Mm -hmm. it could have been you know a lot worse and we just kind of both discovered that we weren't happy with one another we still care for one another very very much yeah it's just a matter of um you know we're we were both unhappy with things going on and a lot of other external factors um i won't say about her side but for me at least you know i you know prior to me joining the military, I was, I wasn't happy with my situation. You know, I was still recovering or trying to recover from the death of my father. Um, I was working at Toys R Us. I, I wasn't sure what path I wanted to take. I was already taking a semester off to kind of deal with my problems. And, you know, the military was like, Hey, we'll train you. We'll take you out of here for a few months and kind of give you, you know, new experiences. And I met a lot of fantastic, amazing people. Um, I learned a lot of different things and I came to terms with a lot of different things too. And, you know, I would say that like being in the military did kind of, uh, add an extra layer of, uh, of kind of like, a you know, of problem to like my, not only like my life, but my like relationship as well, getting engaged and stuff like that. And just comes from like the line of work, you know, it's, it's kind of difficult, uh, doing that. Um, but you know, I, I was, you know, I came back home, I had changed so much, not only just physically and, like, my health, but, like, my mentality, I was, like, thinking more clearly, I was focused, I was motivated, 
and I came home and a lot of the, you know, people I was expecting, like my family specifically, we can tackle that too later on. Um, you know, my family specifically, like it was, none of them had changed. So I had to deal with kind of this struggle of like, I'd done all this personal growth, but the people in my life who, you know, I expected to had grown and changed too, they didn't. And it kind of, for like a year now, since I've been, since I came back, I've just been like, kind of like figuring out like, why am I so unhappy? Why am I like in this pit? And a lot of it just comes from, you know, not that the military is synonymous with happiness because the mil- there's a lot of different military is kind of cult like, um, but, yeah. uh, you know, I, one of the things, and I'm in no way, you know, promoting the military or, you know, advertise or promoted by, you know, DOD or anything. These are my own thoughts and they're only reflected to me as I am as a, you know, as a person, not, you know, the military as a whole, but, um, but, you know, there were, there were things that I was happy doing, being away from my family, being away from home, being, meeting, getting to know people with a lot of different backgrounds who, you know, regardless, I, even though I couldn't like necessarily like, you know, go, I didn't know them personally, you know, at the time, like came some of my closest friends, actually one of them hit me up and was, uh, wants to be on my podcast. So, you know, hopefully sometime, uh, this weekend he and I will be discussing some topics and I think it'll be great, but, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, so let's go over, so since, since I brought it up, um, what are your experiences, relationships, you know, what have, uh, what have you kind of learned in your time dating or, you know, I don't know what your, what your status is now, but like, how do you, um, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that, uh, as a, as a young guy now we're in the kind of, uh, technological age of dating where, you know, you have things like Tinder, hookup culture, things like that. How does that impact you? Oh, wow. Um, you know, it's it's really, um, it's crazy. It's been a roller coaster ride. I, well, for me, it's been a really, like, crazy ride the last, I want to say, three years. Um, literally, right from after I, like, stopped, uh, you know, having classes with, you, classes with you and all that stuff. But, um, you know, I'm better now. Um, uh, yeah, I'm single myself right now, so I'm not really looking for anything serious either, like, at the moment. Uh Kind of can't either because of all this going on. But, um, yeah, no. Um, I was in one serious relationship the last, uh, from the last time we spoke, uh, regularly. Um, you know, um, I, it was, it was rough, uh, the way it ended. Uh, it was, it was, you know, mind you, my ex isn't a bad person at all. You know, she's just, um, you know, she just had a lot of like problems, like to deal with. A lot of baggage. Yeah, a lot of baggage. And, you know, while you could say, um, sorry, how do I say this? Um, you could say, like, um, some people would say that, uh, you know, it's uh, you should stick by someone who has, like, issues like that and all that. Which I understand, you know, you could help someone, but at the end of the day, they can help, they have to help themselves, you know? Yeah. They have to, they have to take the reins and they have to, like, weigh it in and all that but you know like yeah no um i was like um this is like a towards i started dating her towards the end of my freshman year uh sorry like between freshman and sophomore year of college you know we were good friends beforehand uh because we did we volunteered at the same place together so we had mutual friends there too so you know it was good it was just you know i feel like it was just rushed into it just because it was like really like passionate but that happens um, that yeah, happens. 
but you know like I remain friends with her after because you know I'm not it's not it's not like um it was a rough ending but you know we didn't argue or you know it wasn't that we hated each other it was just her issues you know yeah I no dude I Um, totally understand yeah and um but like the thing is this like even trying to be her friend it was really hard just because like she just had a lot of it and like um you know like it, it was it was insane like um you know just trying to be a friend with someone who who like you had such intimacy with and to try to help them it's it's really rough so no, like it was yeah. It was really affecting me, so I had to like let go of that person as a friend too. And, yeah. And don't get me wrong, it sucked because she was a, she was a blast to be with, you know, like as a friend too. But you know, at, at the end of the day, I had to like I was thinking to myself like it was like it was last summer where I stopped talking to her, you know, and I told her, like I said to myself I was like, you know, like I really need to think about myself and I really need to, you know, worry about my health because my mental health because I can't keep you know doing so much for someone who's not gonna. A, help themselves, or B, uh, at least reciprocate some type of, like, uh, care, you know? Yeah, no, dude, I totally understand. So, like, so, it's actually, uh, it's it's interesting you brought that up, because I, I can definitely relate where, where I am at um, with that kind of idea. Um, and, like, I was talking to with my, my guest from my first episode, we really discussed that, too, about... Um, about being there for people, right? There's only so much you can do and so many interventions you have before it's kind of just like, well, this person isn't going to change, this person isn't going to do the stuff. And sometimes it takes um, a catalytic event like a breakup, for example, um, mm-hmm. to really help somebody do that. And, you know, um, I think that's I think that's really... I'm glad that you're able to kind of realize that. And one of the questions... Um, one of the things that kind of like I'm able to relate with you is like those boundaries. You kind of kept mentioning yeah. like you kind of have to set up these boundaries with, and it's diff it's difficult too when you decide to like switch from an intimate level like relationship, you know, a romantic relationship because kind of relationships aren't just only romantic; they can be platonic, mutual, yeah, like you know, all these different things. And I really I'm really interested by that. So I have a question for you, and this is a question that I wrote for myself when I was asking myself about you know. This was a few days ago when when I broke up, and it's what are some of the boundaries and choices you have to make to protect yourself from regressing? And I think it's I I really want your take on that. Like what what um what what kind reflecting back on it now, like you know understanding that like you know I should have probably done this first. What um what would uh you know what what are some of the things you practice to help you kind of be like well i need to keep moving forward while i still care for this person i know that if i'm still there for them it's not helping me grow right. or get you know move move on move move yeah, forward definitely um i'm going to be level with you i did not deal with it very positively at, uh, at first um i had a fling with some random girl like during the summer so mm-hmm. like um you know, to this, I never like thought about it. I was, I've been really thinking about it lately, just because like my actions and you know, like I think it was just more of like an impulsive thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that fling, you know, obviously it wasn't anything serious. It was just like a re- random thing that happened. Yeah, with man. Some girl. No, yeah. I, I no, I totally understand that. So like, um, while I while I wouldn't personally like, I, I'm not ready for that <laughs> personally. Yeah, no. Um, 
but I understand it. So one of the things, and I've talked to a few people about this, uh, one of them being my mentor, who's uh, who I hope to have on the podcast soon. Um, we were discussing this and we were talking about like, uh, we were discussing like how in his experience, right? Any relationship he had after a long-term breakup, it never ended well. And a lot of that comes from the fact that, you know, you, you're, and this goes, this going to like a side topic that I was talking about the other day. And I I feel like it's a revolving theme, but this conversation about identity, right? You know? So while you're with somebody, right, you're, you're obviously, you know, you change, you change with this person, you're still yourself, granted, but you know, you have a lot different out, a lot of different intakes and outtakes on certain things because of your partner, you know, and your partner does the same thing, you know, you kind of see those memes are like, um, you know, when your girl starts using like your kind of humor, like things you say, like your type of lingo, you know, it's true. It's because like you guys are, you're no longer you know, just you, you're you plus. And, you know, when you break up after a long-term relationship and you start, you know, and then you start dating someone, you, you never took the, there's no time in between for you to kind of rediscover just who you are alone, your primary identity compared to like, you know, when you've got some time where you get to know, you know, who your primary self is, and then you go into a relationship, you know, immediately after a long-term breakup, you know, after a long-term relationship, you develop, you know, you're, the reason why those don't work out is because you're still trying to be yourself plus this person, the person yeah. being, you know, specifically your ex. So like, you know, uh, Sean plus your ex, right? And then you're dating this new person who has no idea who you are, or they might know, you know, and now you're trying to make that person whoever your ex was. And that's what causes the downfall of that relationship and why I think it's healthy that, you know, it, you take some time off, you kind of rediscover who oh. is Sean, who is Simon, who yeah. is your, you know, your, 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 your ex partner, you know, and it really, really uh, dig into that too. And it's something I'm, I'm kind of trying to rediscover myself. Like what is, what makes, you know, me, Simon, myself primary simon who has no no other connections what makes him tick you know what what do i like to do now what do i enjoy you know and like how do i keep moving forward and keep learning my who i am and growing too because it's that's that's the most really important thing it's growth you know it's not that you know i feel like society sometimes i know you've got a lot to say about this but i feel like people our age and our generation a lot of the time like you know they, they have these, like, relationships, you know, you see, like, half of a community, like, just being, like, yeah, just casual sex, hookup culture, and then you see this kind of, like, uh, this other half where it's, like, I'm dating to get married, like, I'm not dating to, like, you know, fuck around and stuff like that, so what are your kind of takes on that, because I know you gotta, you gotta, I, I've watched you, like, here and there, you know, within the last few years, you know, and some of your takes on stuff, so I'm kind of interested in what you have to say about that. About society in general, or just, like... Uh, yeah, well, well, we let's go with uh, society in terms of our generation and how like and relationships because it's yeah. kind of where we're going through. And then, and then you know, hit me with the right field and send me like society in general. All right. Well, you know, um, yeah, it's just really um, I feel like relationships nowadays, especially, they're based off. Uh, instant gratification uh, you know um, who knows like we're we're like uh, you're 21 right Simon yeah yeah like, I'm 21 too you know 
you're tw- if you're 21 years of age, like you don't. I personally think no one knows what they want at 21. You know. Um, I agree and disagree. <laughs> it can go both ways, but like for the most part, especially with like people in our area, like this is like the tri-state. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people here really know what they want at 21, right? So, yeah. and um, and that's okay. You know, that's okay. Once uh, you know, you figure it out along the way. Um, you know, if you find your like true love like at 20 or 19, you know, you know that's cool. You know, it, it happens. Can't say it doesn't. Yeah. It's it's just that like more and more I see that everything is like pictured to be something that's not. You know, and uh, for example, you mentioned trying to, for example, my ex. Um, you mentioned trying to like emulate an ex and like a new partner or something. Uh, from my experience, I wouldn't say it was really that. Um, you know, they had similarities. Like they were both self-destructive. I get that, but you know, um, I wouldn't say specifically that. That's what I was looking for. You know, but um, it's it's really it's really hard to describe how you could view a proper relationship nowadays. You know, you have your fuck buddies. You have your um, you have your the people who like you want to be with, but you can't be with, and you have the people who want to be with you and don't want them. You know. Yeah, so no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I really like what you had, to, what what you said about um, about instant gratification, and I think a lot of that comes too from social media. I think oh. like like uh, and it's such it. I I'll be I'll be blunt. Uh, I'll be blunt. It's like it's such bullshit too, because like I think about like kind of like this whole like internet era that we're, we're we we grew up in basically. You know, like we're we're always like you know you ever notice like sometimes like even though like we have like LTE or 5G or whatever, right? If your phone slows down for even a minute, like whether you're trying to load a video or like get a text message, you just kind of get immediately frustrated. Like why the fuck isn't this working? This piece of shit. Yeah. Right. And I think a lot of that just comes from like, you know, that, that, uh, like, like, you know, just from, I feel like social media does play a large part in it, but I feel like it's also just how we're, how we're like kind of evolving and things are getting better. We just kind of expect it to be good like that at the, like just straight from the gate, from the get go. Well, I do think there is still like a lot of, there's still a lot more like, you know, to grow and learn. There's still like, you know, there still needs to be like, kind of like this, you know, two steps back where you kind of like reflect and be like, ah, you know what? I get why it's not running like this, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, Uh Oh uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, but going back to kind of like this uh, thing about like not knowing what to do, I really like that you brought that up because it, it becomes this kind of like a uh, this this topic of a uh, of ind- of a uh, of going back to society. So when I was talking with my mentor, we were discussing like you know people like my I was talking about people my age. You know, there are a few people like you know there are a few people my age and you know who I knew from high school. You know, and stuff like that who are yeah. kind of like you know indecisive of what they want to do with their life so they're kind of just doing whatever is sustainable now and what keeps them comfortable instead of pushing out and we discussed a lot about this bubble right because we grew, were you know some a lot of us you know a lot of people i know they grew up in elizabeth right in this kind of like urban district the this bubble's there to like kind of just tell them like yeah they're not you know going to attain these different things you know so they kind of just have to do what's comfortable and it leads to this kind of cycle of a lot of students dropping out not completing high school working in factories doing a lot of blue label work and while none of that's bad doing blue late 
do blue collar, you know, doing blue collar work, working in a factory, retail things like that. While they're not inherently bad, and it's not you know necessarily a thing, it is also unsustainable too. It's it's not it, it it shouldn't be what you aspire to do. You know, shouldn't be aspiring like yeah, I'm gonna fucking work at you know Aeropostel yeah. for the rest of my life. No, like you you know you should definitely always keep growing to make sure that you're sustaining and, and growing in whatever field that may be. You know, like maybe instead of just saying like. Oh yeah, I want to keep working as a you know sales associate at fucking Aeropostel. Maybe like you know I want to kind of hope to be manager one day and run things. While you know it's necess- not necessarily while some people can just be like ah it's still nothing. Being in yeah. a managerial position gives you opportunity leadership, and that can apply for many different jobs if you take the time to do it. And it kind of goes back to this topic of uh, unhappiness I had when I came back. And before I left them, you know, when I came back from military training and when, before I left, where it's kind of like, you know, I need, uh, and I mentioned in my in my first episode, where I have this constant need to keep growing, to, this uh, constant need to, to stay uh, moving forward and, uh, you know, keeping my aspirations high. That's kind of why I've been reconnecting with a few people in my life who are definitely like, you know, pinnacles of, uh, of this kind of belief I have of like, they're working extremely hard extremely hard to achieve their goals and to accomplish their dreams and like they have this kind of innate desire and passion and you know they have goals and they're working extremely hard to achieve those goals and in some cases you know they're they're on it they're on that path and like they keep and it goes to this other topic of ego right like i mentioned earlier with you uh before this like ego, you know, one of the things I, uh, I, I, you and I both do, and I know you can attest to this, is like, you know, we'll self-deprecate a lot. We'll do a lot of self-deprecating humor where we'll be like, I'm a fucking piece of shit. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm this, that, right? To kind of like keep ourselves in check that we're not like, you know, what people compliment us. And I think a lot of... In a way, yeah. No, no, go go on. Yeah, no, in a way, yeah, like my part. I mean, you know, um, I've... If any, if there's one thing I learned from, like, especially my recent experience, um, what I just talked about, you know, like, it's, is that you can't you can't put yourself down uh, for you know BS that's out of your control. Um, you know, like, I I did a lot of soul searching the last few months, and you know, like, I'm I'm happy the way that things are going in my life right now. You know, like, in general, I mean, I'm still and like at the same time, I'm also disappointed at certain things and work out as it did too, whether it be with my ex or whether it be with a with an old friend or whether it be, you know, with a with something like a career opportunity, you know? And um it's um you know, it's 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 it was hard to take in at first, you know, like I just had to accept the fact that um you know, um I had to become something better. Uh that over exceed my expectations and tell myself that I'm actually I'm actually a good person and I'm actually, you know, um, I'm enough, basically. Yeah, man. You know, yeah, enough that's... for myself, for anyone, or for for anything. You know. Yeah, man. I totally understand. It's it's uh, it's like self awareness. It's kind of understanding that, like, and and self, you know, realization of like, you know, I'm not entirely this this uh this negative version that we kind of like our own psyche develops of ourselves because you know it's very common for for us to be able like if we go into a class or something and a professor asks like name like 10 terrible, like, you know, name 10 negative things about you. It's so easy to write that list compared to writing 10 positive things about you. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. And you know, fun that you, funny that you mentioned that because uh, I'm actually taking a class right now uh, called community mental health. And mm-hmm. 
this is be- this happened in the, one of the classes we had before all this uh, happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the thing that shall not be named on this. One, I'm kidding. But yeah, ever before COVID, um, we had an activity where basically we had got into a circle in the middle of the room, and we had to step into the circle whenever we felt like speaking, and we had to basically say, you know, if you didn't know me, if you actually knew me, you'd know that. So, so you know, this, this, and that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was very similar to what you said. You know, it was like, um. The, the uh, my my professor was like, all right, I want you, when you guys say when you guys step in, you guys say if you actually knew me, and then you guys say five negative things about you, and it went by really quickly, and yeah. then no one, was, a lot of people struggled to share a lot of positive things about them, yeah. and I I think that's really interesting just because like seeing that just because um, you know, we're all we're all like we're the only person we know the best, you know, no one knows, uh, we don't know any other person better than ourselves in yeah. general, you know, we are the person. Um, so, you know, I think it's, it's really important to, the, to take that into notice just cause, um, it, it just shows, you know, that like some people are very self-conscious negatively, uh, rather than positively, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and it's kind of like some, uh, a topic that I've been kind of like ego, like, you know, pillowing in my head of like ego. Right. And right. I've been thinking a lot about that. Just because it spawned, it, it originally spawned from this idea of like a a buddy, uh, not a buddy, because he's not a friend. Uh, this person I knew who I was friends with, really close friends with. Um, you may have knew him. I I'm think not, I... Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna say his name just for uh, just because this isn't yeah. But he said something to uh someone I know, to to my ex when we were dating, uh, that. The only reason why he hung out with me was because I was really easy to manipulate, right? And and a lot of that comes from this context of, like, I'm a very caring person for the people who I let into my life, my friends and stuff, you know, and I really do care about them. I want to, you know, do as much as I can, offer as many resources as I can for them because they matter to me. And I did a lot for this friend. I was willing to do a lot more for this friend. And I had to struggle with that for a few years ever since he said it, like, easy to manipulate. And when I brought it up to my mentor, he kind of, he disagreed. And he said that, you know, he said that people with this ego, because he knew the the person pretty well, you know, he was pretty full of himself. He had a very large ego. And I equated it to having a large ego and picking on people who like, you know, and saying, oh, they're easy to manipulate. It's their way of this kind of defense mechanism and this kind of frigid, uh, fragility that they have within themselves to kind of say like, you know, like, yeah, you know, on the outside, they're all this big guy, but like you break them with one thing and they crumble, man. And yeah. it's, it kind of goes back to this thing. Where it's like having a lack of ego is really healthy and vital to like kind of this growth. Cause you know, because I'm always constantly taking myself down a peg, you know, like you mentioned, uh, like when you were introducing yourself, you know, you're a senior getting ready to graduate, you know, I, you know, we're both the same age, we graduate high school at the same time, like, and I'm, I'm probably not going to get my degree till like maybe 2023, 2022. I have no idea yet, because, you know, I took a semester off, I joined the military, and I took, you know, three semesters off before, you know, before I started going back to school at UCC at a county college, you know, to kind of get my, boost my GPA up and stuff. 
And it's kind of like a, a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine I knew from high school who was really close with, who will also be on here soon. Um, he, he was telling me, like, yeah, man, I'm getting ready to graduate. I'm like, holy shit, like, time just flew by, and I just kind of, I felt bad, you know? I felt, like, shitty, like, I wasn't amounting to anything. And then I took a step back, and with the help of, you know, my ex, she kind of helped me realize, like, well, there's nothing shitty to feel about it. You should, it, like, why do you feel shitty? And I'm like, well, I feel... I feel shitty and it's more like and it was really jealousy it was really just jealous that my friend you know is getting ready to graduate look where the fuck i am like i'm not I'm not gonna be anywhere near done with school and that's gonna look sh- terrible on my resume but then i yeah. took a step back to kind of like keep my ego and, and this helped me keep my ego in check and help me kind of it helps me realize like a, a part of myself is i turned that jealousy into pride i was really proud that he was getting ready to graduate like i'm really proud of you getting ready to graduate because you didn't, while you didn't take any steps in between, like you, you figured it all out to get to finish school. And while I couldn't, you know, necessarily, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing either. And, you know, after having a conversation with him, telling him like, I'm kind of, you know, I felt this way. He said, yeah, man, no, like I totally, he understood, but he's like, you know, but now you understand that like, now that you're in the military and you have this new experience, things become easier for you while I still have things hard for me. And I really like kind of like flipped this perspective of like he's doing so well into just kind of like we're both going through our own paths while they're all diverging and we're taking different alternate routes for them. It doesn't mean that, you know, you've, we've got to be jealous of one another because while though I am in the military, there I get a lot of, you know, kind of like unsaid benefits. You know, people look at my resume, they see that I'm in the military. They're more likely to hire me because of the structure of the military and what that means than someone who may have, you know, studied a degree in a specific field that would work for that. You know, it's all these little kind of like uh, mental things that we don't really take into consideration when we look at somebody. And it does, and it definitely like you know I have an advantage now because of the military. While you know he definitely still has to struggle, but he's got his own advantages because he's still relatively young. You know he has a degree, you know, and you know his and he's done a lot too. You know he went to London for a summer to uh, intern at a social media company. You know he's you know he's done quite a bit, and he's I'm really proud of what he's done. You know, and it. it it's really like kind of important and it kind of basically to summarize that kind of topic and I have a question for you to talk about, to discuss, um, how do you feel about that? How do you, um, how do you take, uh, how, how do you keep your ego in check? How do you feel about the, you know, your peers, your friends, how do you like, keep yourself in check to not feel like jealous or envious? Right. Well, to begin, you know, I, I'm generally, I'm generally not a hateful person. I mean, you have to give me a lot of good reasons to hate some, someone, you know, like, uh, you know, if you're, if you're coming up, like, if you're coming here, like, and being mad, rude, and disrespectful to everyone, you know, you know, obviously I'm going to have my opinions about you and all that. But, um, yeah, for the most part, I'm not a hateful person because, you know, in, my logic is that you can't hate someone if you don't know them. You know what I mean? And if that's, uh, if that's someone... If someone has that issue to deal with, um, you know, I wish them Godspeed on that. But, um, you know, like, how I deal with ego, I mean, the thing is, I don't have, like, I don't consider myself to have a big ego. Uh, just to looking at the broad, like, perspective, you know, like, um, the way I was raised, you know, is just to not put myself above others, you know. Um, which kind of, like, which is funny, because it kind of, like, 
it kind of uh contradicts what I was saying earlier, like you know worrying about yourself and you know thinking about yourself, which you know uh obviously I think is the most natural thing to do for anyone who's trying to like uh better their lives and all that. What you have to do is just be careful of it creating a fake uh idea about yourself you know um I think everyone should know their limits, you know. It's always like, you know, if you got people saying, you know, saying, oh, you know, you should strive for more. There's no limit and all that. You know, you have to know that everyone has a, a limit to their mental capacity to anything they can deal with. You know, at the end of the day, we're, we're only human, you know. And, yeah, I mean, to deal with it, I just, you know, think about anyone who doesn't have what I have, you know. Um, there's 7 billion people in the world. Um, which brings me back. I actually like there was a video I watched. I don't know if, if you follow up with uh, the world news too much. I'm pretty sure you do. Um, yeah, but um, tad bit, just a tad bit. Yeah. yeah, a few years back, remember we uh, Russia they imposed a uh, a ban on like Western foods and all that. Yes, I do remember. Yes. Yeah. So they instead of so they they took all this food that from the West, which is like 300 tons more. You know, something that could probably feed the, the starving population in the world. And what they did was steamroll all over it. They destroyed it all. And I think about that, and I think about those people who could have had, you know, that, those meals and that, you know, all those fruits and vegetables, you know. And it makes me think, like, there's, there's cruel people in this world, and there's people who don't, um, who don't have what I have or what we have, you know. We're sitting here in the United States, which is right now one of the fucking craziest, uh, m you know, melting pots right now in terms of racial tensions and political stuff and all that. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> that that could be know, a whole other, like, whole other yeah. three, four hours of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, literally, that's what that's I'm just touching bases, just like, you know, it, it, it's crazy because you, you'd want to leave this country you want to think that there's a like a better place you know but it's just like like this is what we got this is where i was born and it's just like i do consider like you know i consider myself american you know and i'm, I'm proud to be an american but it's just that at the same time like you got to remember like i wouldn't say we're forced to live here because you could just go up and leave but it's just that I, that's what i think about that i'm i'm here you know i'm going to school I have food that I could uh, feed myself with, and my family my family puts food on the table and all that. And you, I just have to remember that there's people in other parts of the world who don't have the same thing, just because for many reasons, you know. So I guess I that's a way I could keep myself I keep like myself in check with my ego, like you know, like when we complain about stuff not going our way, I have to stop, you know, stop and think, you know, that look, there's people who are going through like how like daily. You know? Yeah, no, you're. You know what? You're absolutely right. Um, while I do, uh, hmm. it's difficult to kind of say this with, and I hope not to offend you in saying that, but like, I do know quite a few people uh, who do have like a similar mindset. And while you know, not saying you're the exception to the rule, but I know you a bit better than those people, where I can say that you where where you're coming from with that kind of mentality to help keep your ego in check. I know that it's coming from an actual place of genuinity, while with some people, I think it's just a bullshit excuse that they come up with to like, kind of think that they're not well enough. Um, 
but you know you you bring up you brought up um you know america and this country and you know uh i really kind of do want to take a minute on it and it's, it i don't i know for a fact it's definitely off track with uh with like yeah. some of the topics i've had but <laughs> it does bring this kind of important conversation um and it can kind of and it connects back to some of the topics i you know i was telling you about earlier um you know when i when i was through my first week of uh, my training for my job in the military uh, you know, the instructors asked each and every one of us, why did we join? And when it right. came to my turn to ask the que- to answer the question, I said, because I love my country. And a few people laughed. And, you know, they he asked me to elaborate. And I said, you know, I love my country a lot. I love, you know, you know, while my country isn't perfect, right? But it, it goes back to this kind of like topic of love, you know, really in this relationship with, this, you know, you have and it doesn't always have to be with a person, but with, you know, with with things, you know. Right. So I have a very, you know, important relationship with this country. I was born here. I was raised by immigrants. You know, this country took a lot from me, but gave me a lot. And while I do have incredible views on how the government's run politicians certain politicians you know a lot of i have a lot of you know uh, disagreements with them you know my my career what i want to do involves politics so deeply and what i you know what i want to achieve you know because and the reason why i want to do that it's less of like this power complex oh i want to become president because you know i want power no it's really the ability to kind of like want to make a change i want to be the change that you know that I'm constantly talking about. I want to be the, I want to see the change in my country where we evolve from this kind of like backwards ass country we're currently in, in terms of our medical system or, you know, our medical system, our political system, our government, you know, there's so much, you know, corruption and greed and just backwards ass thinking of it. I want to make the change about it. And I I can only do that in a position where I can openly talk about that. And, you know, and a lot of that goes back to love, you know, it's, when you love something so much, you don't just give up on it when it's a piece of shit. No, you try to grow with it. You try to learn with that person, teach that person or that thing to understand that what they're, you know, those, those negative, those bad, those truly negative things, you know, to become better, to really grow. And that's how I feel about, you know, how I feel about this country. It's as much as I may disagree with the politics and the stuff that we may do, I, I love it. You know, I love the freedoms that I have because I get to clear, you know, we, you and I, anybody can clearly go outside and be like, fuck Donald Trump. Fuck, you know, Senator uh, Mitch McConnell. Fuck those people. We have that freedom to say those things. Well, in some countries, you know, they can, you know, they say that their president or dictator or whoever's in charge, they say, fuck him. They get killed or sent to a gulag. You know, it's, it's definitely, you know, I, I'm able to understand and kind of going back to the, to what you were saying about, you know, there are a lot of, you know, things that we have that we kind of sometimes can take for granted and it kind of can inflate our ego. Like uh, that meme you posted on Instagram where, you know, it's like, you know, God bless America, you know, America number one. Um, people with that kind of mentality, they, they have that kind of like fragile ego, this full ego where they think, you know, we're the best. But kind of like you're describing, you know, yeah, it's kind of why I, I, why I said, like, you know, for you at least, like when you say that, I can understand the more complexities you see from that. While it is like you know a pretty like common answer, I can see the complexities you're mentioning about you know about like keeping your ego in check and using you know like there are people who have it a lot worse, and um, 
yeah, that that's that's where I'm going to go with 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 that conversation about <laughs> America and you know why I love my country and why I serve and but it's not just only that 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 is a huge part of the reason why I did join the military. Um, there are so many more just uh, better opportunities for myself, better opportunities for my family, better opportunities for people like my friends, loved ones, things like that. You know. Because it's true, you know, as, you know, some, some people will, you know, some people use the military as a stepping stone to get better while, you know, some people really, you know, to not only like better themselves, pay for college, what have you. But I know a few people who in the mil who I met in the military who joined to get away from the difficult stuff they were going through and they needed that escape. Um, you know, they, and it's a, it's a bit of a cathartic, cathartic way of doing it. You know, they, they need this liberation. And once they get in, they kind of realize like, you know, it's like, I'm so glad I, you know, I, I, I'm here, even though it sucks, but you know, I'm understanding that it isn't, you know, and I kind of want to go back into that. So one of the, one of the main things I want to tackle in this, um, in this conversation, in this kind of podcast series, this journey, it's, it's, you know, the, the title finding catharsis. So do you know what catharsis is? Yeah, catharsis is like a um, when I don't know how to literally explain it, but um, you know, what does it mean to you? What does it mean to you? To me, it means like a break from it all. Not really, you know, like not not necessarily a break, but just a way to something that you could find a escapism from, from like reality, and okay. you know, um, you, you know, you you could um. You could say someone's catharsis is uh, is playing soccer or playing basketball or you know going going in the outdoors, you know stuff like okay. that. So Not catharsis, a- so catharsis, it's the process of uh, relieving um, strong and repressed emotions. So mm-hmm. what that means is something cathartic would be such as um, you ever watch the movie Goodwill Hunting? Oh, of course. So you know the scene where uh, Robin Williams' character he tells uh, Matt Damon's character that uh you know it's not his fault that you know his foster his foster father beat the shit out of him you know like yeah. remember that scene where he's like crying he's like no not you too and he kind of comes to terms with these like you know emotions of uh you know being beat as a child like it wasn't his fault and and that's that's cathartic that's that's a cathar uh you know that 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 release that kind of relief you get from like bringing something up so um and i'm really interested on on uh on that and it's not to say that you know what you were thinking is wrong but like it's it you know i hope with the definition you can kind of think of some you know cathartic moments in your life because i think you know we're all we all in some way or another kind of repress things we kind of push things down i don't think ever i don't think there's one person on the planet who truly you know is like an open book where you can like they will openly talk about everything. I think we do all have our own kind of things, you know, in our lives, you know, while many common, you know, such as maybe like, um, our sex life or, you know, our sexuality, for example, or like maybe it's like certain, uh, hot button. I say that with quotations, topic conversations that someone might feel like their own beliefs and stuff. I do feel like, um, there's like a bit of, you know, I think everyone does hold something in, you know, both emotionally, whether it's trauma in their lives, you know, tragic events, or just even emotions that we don't want to think about, whether it's like a, a, you know, difficult breakup, you know, the emotions we feel from that. That's why a lot of people, you know, they use things like rebounds and just one night stands and alcohol or drugs to kind of escape from that. 
So I guess to like kind of like you know give a bit more context for you to kind of marinate in your brain. Um, what's a uh, you know what what is uh, something cathartic for you? Like what is a uh, uh, I guess let me let me rephrase that. You know with with some new information, do you think uh, do you have any like moments where you kind of like you know had a catharsis where you kind of be like oh shit you know what i'm like i'm realizing like you know like man this is a while this is really shitty like you know kind of like this is good that i'm like feeling shitty like and understanding that you know understanding that like you know this release whether it both you know both good nor you know catharsis is always going to be a positive i believe but like kind of um so the way it's acted out might not be positive no, not necessarily. I think it's always positive. Um, but like some people might say it's negative, like um, crying, you know, crying is cathartic. Oh, yeah. It's cathartic. You know, it's, you know, you yeah. like, f- for example, while it hasn't, you know, when, when I kind of like realized when, when I, when me and my ex broke up, we, and we were both kind of like on the same page, we you know, both weren't happy with one, an- with, with not with one another, because we both still do care about each other very much. Um, it was the kind of realization that like it's over and it's cathartic. You know, I, I cried then, and it's like, damn, this is like over, and like there's this kind of release, this kind of this happiness from it. This kind, not happiness, but like this kind of relief. This kind of like, okay, like what now? You know, it's kind of uh, it doesn't but, have to be necessarily happiness, but kind of like this relief. It's kind of just like, all right, so what now? You know, and that's that's. Uh, what are what is something you can you you can you think about where you know you you kind of came to terms with and you you know you you found that that catharsis? Wow, uh, you really know how to throw the questions off. <laughs> um, Can't be a good podcast host if I don't know how to do that. <laughs> uh, that definitely, man. good shit. Um, yeah, I mean. I guess you could say the fling. There's the that fling I mentioned I had with this random girl, mm-hmm. uh, like this summer. Yeah, you know, I wasn't. I'm not gonna say I wasn't studying too much of it, but you know, it was nice. And I get that, like that group, that brief feeling of um, of uh, that brief feeling of happiness, uh, while it was very short. Um, at the end, you know, when I fucking you know cut her off and all that it was just like yeah i had that you know now what moment you know whatever just like i was um left with the thought that um you know now i don't have to stress about anything you know so which is really crazy because the thing is this was just a fling mm -hmm. and and you know i wasn't very seriously into it like it was still a mini relationship i guess there were emotions there but yeah, it it was just really like it was really impulsive, like I said. And just after that, like, um, and just like I remember when like a day after that ended, I sat. I was like laying on my bed and for, like hours and just like getting my thoughts together and like process because I didn't react to it emotionally. And I think it's because like, um, I don't know if I was just emotionally like exhausted of of anything but like at the time like i was like i felt down but at the same time i was like not like you know there's there's you know like 
with the semester, especially beginning around that time, I was like, I gotta, I gotta get like, I gotta not let this hold me back, you know? Yeah. So I guess, so to kind of rephrase a new question for you, right? Now that you've, you kind of gave this moment. So I want to say is I think with, when it comes to your relation with, with that, uh, mini relationship, as you put it, um, I think anyone who says that they don't care about like a fling they had, I think it's bullshit. Because it, it yeah. does take some necessity of care, whether it's like, you know, kind of there's like hookup culture, you know, there is some type of immediate, like, it's not intimacy, but there is this type of, you know, emotion into it, you know, like, there's a reason why you wanted to have sex with this person, right? It's because either you saw them attractive or you kind of guys just hit it off, but neither one of you were ready or in a position where you wanted to have a committed relationship, Um and I think like that go- that's that's a huge thing in uh, a whole other topic we can kind of cover in a in a in a minute uh, of um of kind of communication. And I know that you're a communications major. I'm gonna write this down because that's pretty fucking smart, dude. I'm a fucking genius sometimes. Um, <laughs> um, you know, and but uh, going back into it, I think um I think to, and I hope this helps you kind of find this catharsis, but, you know, kind of, uh, it was this, I would assume that this relation, like this fling, this small, like, you know, small summer relationship you had, um, with this person, it kind of like helped with your outlook now, right? It kind of helps you like why you're remaining single and like taking time to figure yourself out, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. You know, it, it does, it has played a role into how I think now, you know, what, it, it, what intimate relationship, whether it's a hookup or it's a, uh, a fuck buddy or an actual relationship, doesn't interfere with your thought process in the future? You know, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's you can't really say it doesn't. It, there's no escape from it because like it happened, and it's not. It's it's obviously I'm not putting it up there like a traumatic experience because you know those are, those are just different things. Like for example, if it's like abuse in a in a, in a relationship and all that, mm-hmm. that's different. Like you know, it's still, it's still, the the whole aspect of intimacy is still there, whether you, whichever way you put it, and, you know, it's gonna make, it's gonna definitely affect how you think of it, of stuff like that later on, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it definitely, I, I think, I think a lot of the, uh, I think a big problem, and I, I hope this helps you out in some way and kind of like help you uh, have some validation, but it's it's not always about comparing. I feel like we're, we're always in a, we're in a culture right now where, you know, like you, you can't compare things, right? Or like if you try to compare something to something, they'd be like, no, it's not the same. It's not the same intensity. And what what makes that harder is those people who kind of like, you know, who are like, no, it's not the same. Like, you know, it, it, it makes it harder to have a conversation with them or to kind of have a conversation to find an answer in something, whether it's, you know, the Me Too movement, women's, uh, you know, the feminist movement, social justice, you know, in all these types of conversations, you know, one of the big problems and, e- and even in our, and not even just those movements, but like our communication our, in our relationships, whether with it's a partner, a parent, a friend, you know, whoever these people are, you know, if you don't take the the kind of like step back to realize like they're not saying that it's the same, but they're trying to like relate with you, and that you know it's 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 not about you know it's not about being the same. It's about you know similarity. You know, it's about you know comparing like, hey, we're both we're all going through something together. You know, and it's it's not it's we're not going through it alone. 
it's what uh it's what I'm saying. But um my so in my conversation with mentor, I had mentioned something to him, you know, and he's he he used this analogy. I used this analogy of like, you know, this person is going through is trying to climb Mount Everest, right? Without a guide. And I'm trying to climb Mount Yosemite without a guide. With with a guide, right? And he said, "No, it's more like uh, it's more like using uh, saying like you're climbing Mount Yosemite, and they're going to the bottom. Or no, the person I was referring to is trying to climb Mount Everest, and I'm trying to go to the bottom of the ocean. And I, while I, while I, 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 you know, I was like, I understand your, you know, your mindset, but I disagree. And a lot of it comes from, you know, we're both while we're both." going through very different obstacles and why I use the reference of Mount Everest and Mount Yosemite is many more people have died trying to climb Mount Everest than they tried climbing Mount Yosemite. You know, and I use the, 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 the example, the analogy of mountains is because mountains, you know, they're, they're difficult, but they're also lovely. You know, like you ever take it back to like, look at some photos of some mountains. It's fucking beautiful. One of my best friends who I met in the military, he's stationed in Colorado and I'm so jealous of him because he FaceTimed me one day and he's walking, he's running with his dogs and he's showing me like his neighbor where he lives and it's fucking beautiful, you know? But like that, and it's a good analogy for life too. You know, life is beautiful. Like it's immensely beautiful. And I know like it gets talked about a lot in this kind of like flowery way, but fucking beautiful because there are so many different things about it. Food, relationships, you know, sex, pleasures, but there's also a lot of difficult things. War, genocide, hatred. You know, their anger. There are a lot of like it. It, it kind of like the. It, it's it's both. Uh, it's not like one more than the other. They're equal. You know, that's part of it, and that's why I love using. I, I think that analogy of like mountains and using it. I I think it helps illustrate more of an idea of like what people are going through. While you know, I mean, I've been through my handful of difficult experiences. I think there are, there aren't a lot of people like you and I. Like you and I have gone through different experiences. You have uh, both parents in your life. You know, you have you know your mom and your dad. You have a, I I assume a pretty good relationship with at least one of them. You know, or both of them, hopefully. Right. I actually, I actually have a good relationship with both. You know, um, yeah. but luckily I've. Uh, for the most part of my life, I've had a good relationship. I mean, yeah. you know, obviously bumpy roads and then there, but you know, for the most part, you know, yeah. and do and in contrast to myself, I have a, I had a, di- I have a kind of, uh, not difficult, but I have a very uh, hard relationship with both my parents. My father was kind of in and out of my life. He died. That leaves a kind of big hole for me in my life and how I view that relationship. And while my mother, you know, she's been extremely caring and loving and she's a really good mom. And I think she does being a mom really well. I think she struggled, you know, there was one defining moment in her, in her motherhood, you know, in her being a mom to me that kind of really put the sour taste in my mouth. Um, and to kind of like give an idea, uh, it goes back to a little bit with, um, I was talking to with my buddy George is that, um, you know, as a kid, you know, you do one mistake as a parent where, you know, you kind of like put, you know, put in this like bad seed, it, it totally can ruin a relationship. So I told my mom at a, you know, at a young age, I was always interested in joining the military. I was going to be an infantryman. I was going to go to RASP. I was going to become an army ranger. That was the dream. That was the goal. And then a lot of that comes from, you know, 
this romanticization of the military, you know, 9-11, where we were at the time, but also because I wanted to be a war hero and get my dad out of prison so I can have him in my life again. That's why. That was why I wanted to join at the first place. Um, and my mom, you know, being a single mom, especially her and her position, she kind of had to accept that. And, you know, when I met my mentor in high school, because he was a high school teacher, um, and I told, and he kind of gave me this advice of like, you know, think about going to college first, because if you decide that you don't, you know, you still want to be in the military, in the army, um, you can commission, you can become an officer and you can have it a lot easier. You know, you have, you're making better choices. I said, okay, that's what I'll do. And then I met more people. I met more mentors and you know i kind of like developed this kind you know this this goal these goals in my life you know this asp you know aspirations from that and when i told my mom like hey you know i want to um i said you know good news i'm not i don't want to join the military you know i'm not going to join the military i'm going to go to college and i'm going to you know do all these things and i'm going to become president one day she looked at me and she said what the fuck are you going to do with your life and I was taken such aback because, you know, my mom, you know, had supported, you know, pretty much that decision of me joining the military and every decision afterwards, you know, it was kind of like this shock, like to the body. And while I have forgiven her for saying that and that reaction, I, and, and obviously I understand it's shock, you know, all these years expecting her son to leave and be in this like dangerous field and then just kind of like, nah, he's going to be fine. It, it was a shock to her, but, you know it definitely ruined, you know, it definitely makes my relationship hard because, you know, she, while I have forgiven her and those, that thing's patched up, what she, that reaction, that kind of what she said still impacts me a lot. And it makes it hard for me to want to connect to her and tell her more about my, my dreams and stuff. Um, and, and again, and that just goes back to kind of like compare, going back to, you know, understanding that like, you know, while my difficulties and my own experiences, you know, are, are widely different from yours, you know, it doesn't mean that we still don't go through our own difficulties. We're still all trying to climb mountains, right? And while some of us are, try are climbing mountains with a guide, like I am in some cases, you know, some people aren't, you know, and I think most people aren't. I don't know whether, you know, you have a mentor or someone like, you know, uh, someone who's a bit older, you know, who helps guide you in like some of this stuff, or you can ask these like kind of deep questions. Cause it's not like, you know, it, you can kind of like talk to your parents about it, but I also feel like you kind of can't sometimes, you know, like it, it's, it's a, uh, it's a little harder while, you know, when you know someone who's a bit older, who's got a bit more experience, you kind of can really, you know, relate to, it makes it a lot easier to kind of like have someone guide you. So my, my general question is like, you know, like, um, is, you know, do, you know, how do you, what, what, like, um, hmm, let me rephrase it. Let me try to think of the question in my head as I say it. Um, really, going back to it all, it's, uh, how do you, uh, how do you use your skills in learning to communicate? How do you use those to kind of, uh, communicate with yourself, how, what you're going through and how you're feeling, and how do you use that to kind of communicate, you know, more of like these, uh, the relationships in your life, not only just uh, your romantic relationships, but uh, the relationship with your parents, your uh, siblings, if you have any, and uh, your friends. Like, uh, you know, you're not, I know that you're not, you know, the same Sean when you're with your friends that you are with, you know, when you're with your parents, and you're not the same Sean with your, you know, with your friends than you are with your parents, if you get what I mean. I guess you. Um, well, to begin with, you know, like, just to clarify, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a communications major. 
it's a little different from what people normally think, you know. Um, the communications field really involves like a lot of, um, but it does. I guess you could say it does help see a bigger picture. You could say, yeah. Um, so you definitely want to. I definitely use that. You know, when dealing with anything that's like, um, that's coming up because when when someone doesn't when someone reacts to something like very uh, negatively and impulsively, uh, and I'm a lot of us are guilty of that, including myself. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't see the bigger picture. Like, for example, if, if you do, if you react uh, very negatively towards someone uh, for basically no reason or, or, like, just out of anger, you know, there's a consequence to that. And that's, a, that's what we understand. Uh, that's what I understand from my uh, experience in my field. Like, um, it's the way, it's not, not necessarily the way we say things, but it's rather the way we mean it. The way we um we absorb it and the way we um the way we expel it. Um it's you know, there's there's moments in life where you wanna react angrily. Like I, I'm not I'm not gonna get too much into the detail, but um you know, like I, I have an uncle for example that I don't speak with anymore, uh that my family doesn't speak with anymore because he did he did something really really heinous. Unfor- yeah, really unforgiving. And, you know, like my dad and myself, you know, we had that anger built up that we wanted to hurt this man. Like we wanted to do something, like do something to him, not necessarily yeah. kill him. No, do you something. know what? You know what? I I totally agree with you. You know, and it kind of goes back to this. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think what what kind of would relate to. Um, I guess I'll say it, and I'll probably come to my head. But like, you know, for me at least, right? So I got, I grew up being picked on for, you know, my personality, you know, the way I looked, you know, I'm a Caucasian looking, you know, white male with glasses who's got a lot of quote unquote weird interests. Um, and people thought I was going to shoot up to school. Uh, I'll say it up, uh, you know, and, and even kind of now I, you know, with my group of friends that I have that I play uh, airsoft with, which is one of my, one of my favorite hobbies. Um, you know, they, they kind of do like one of my buddies picked on me, but, uh, you know, I've, I've come to terms with it. Like I've just accepted that I am obviously I would never do it. Cause I'm, I'm kind of a lot of, I'm a lot smarter in understanding my emotions and like where I'm coming from compared to, you know, those who don't, you know, who do commit these heinous, terrible acts and going back on it. Like I, I care for people. Like I deeply care um, you know, and especially my friends and a lot of that mentality growing up was like, you know, these people in my life, my friends, the people who like, I, I talk to a lot, you know, I care about them so much because they're taking the time to kind of get to know, to really know me, see the, like, see the whole, see, kind of see, see some of the bigger picture of who I am and accepting me for that and wanting to still be my friend because of that. And that allows, and that was my kind of main reason on like, you know, caring. And when you care for someone, both, you know, whether it's a loved one, a partner, your girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever, or a friend, close friend, or a sister, brother, cousin, family member, when something t- terrible happens to that, or they, or when something, you know, something terrible happens to them, you get angry, you get frustrated. And in some cases, you get really upset too, you know. Because you wish that you could have done something to prevent it. 
And that kind of goes to a, a conversation of grief and what comes with grief, you know, the five stages of grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. And I kind of, I fully relate to what you feel, you know, it, you wanted to like date this person did this like heinous, terrible thing. And you just kind of like, you're just frustrated. Just like, why? Like, fuck, damn it. And you're just filled with all this anger and hate, you know? And, uh, it's actually, we can actually kind of transition to that because I have that written down as one of the topics, anger, you know, it's like, how do you like, you know, my, I guess one of the questions I have for you is like, how do you, you know, how do you, uh, you know, we don't have to go into the specifics, feel as comfortable as you feel like to discuss these things. Um, you know, like, how do you, like, how have you subsided that anger? How do you put that anger aside? You know, um, cause you know, from the context I only have, you know, it sounds like you know what he may have done is extremely difficult and it's just it's frustrating like you know it's um how do i put this uh, uh this is terrible um bill cosby for example right there are a lot of comedians a lot of comedians you know doing stand-up now on the internet who looked up to bill cosby like Bill Cosby was a hero. Dave Chappelle even said it in one of his uh, specials. Like yeah, Bill Cosby yeah. was a hero to him, and yeah. had to found out that he was this terrible, heinous person. There's a lot of anger with that, you know. There's a lot of yeah. frustration, you know. And it, you go through a similar process with grief too, you know. You deny it, you're angry by it, you know. You kind of bargain. It's like, no, nah, no, nah, there's no way, you know. Like, oh, what I would have, you know. And then you know, there's kind of a bit of depression of that too, you know. Not necessarily like compared to like death, you know. Like you're your dad died or like, you know, your girlfriend, your kid died, you know, whatever it is, the, you know, like a real serious loss, but it is difficult to swallow, you know, like it is hard to just kind of come to terms like this person who I looked up to is a piece of shit, a terrible person. Like, how do I, you know, like, how do I manage that? You know? And while some might say, you know, fucking don't idolize them at all. Fuck that person. I do think a bit healthier way is to understand that, I, I think in the context of a specifically like Bill Cosby, people who may have used him as a hero to kind of relate to, um, you know, this, you know, especially with some of the stuff Dave Chappelle said in one of his specials about like, you know, all the contributions Bill Cosby really did for, you know, the African-American community. It's like, you know, I do think it's I think it's positive to um, to understand that, like, you know, to take the positives of that, like, you know, while this person did those terrible things, you know, while they did this, you know, these great things, it doesn't mean that because he did that, that he's still not a terrible person for these other actions he did. And I think it's just important to understand that, that, you know, you can't, don't always have to just, oh, they're a terrible person, chuck them to the road. No, it's important to kind of understand that with this person, while you can definitely bash them for being terrible, take the positives of it. Take what the, the action, the positive actions of what they did, take that and, you know, hopefully you learn and grow to become better than that. To not, you know, obviously you know that this thing's wrong, but to constantly keep improving and being better and understanding that, you know, they influenced, you know, what, what, what really influenced you? What, what did you really pick up on? Like, you know, one of my heroes is John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy was pushing and revolutionizing the way we really tackled our medical system, our health, well, our healthcare system, the way we saw politics, the way we saw each other, the way we saw the world. And, you know, those are amazing things and the things he talked about and the, you know, the, the, um, you know, the, the things he was pushing for and the, what he did as a president, you know, are phenomenal. But 
I still know that he cheated on his wife. He, you know, was, you know, he wasn't faithful. And while those, you know, those don't necessarily like just tack, you know, er, you know, negate all the good stuff he did. I understand that even though he was, you know, he's my hero, he wasn't perfect. You know, he wasn't, he still did some things that I find immoral and, you know, disgusting, like cheating on your wife. You know, I think that if you're in a relationship and you just don't, you're not happy in it at all anymore, or you're not getting what you want from it, I think it's healthy to just understand that, like, things need to separate so you can keep doing these things. Um, I think, and I think just, uh, I think that's kind of what I want to say about, about that. Um, just kind of, you know, bring a more, maybe a different way of, of approaching. I'm not saying that, you know, you should kind of be like, ah, oh, you know, I'm sorry, you know, no, you should still be angry. But like, um, but I hope that kind of like brings um, more uh, clarity and understanding how you feel about that specific relationship. But um, but yeah, go. Uh, my question for you is really so you can talk. Um, it's really like how do you how do you uh, mitigate? How do you how do you deal with that? How do you uh, how do you deal with those emotions? Well, you know, um, I think I could I could attest for a lot of people that. You know, anger is really hard to deal with, depending on the yeah. situation. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, um, you know, like with my, for example, going back to my ex, for example, um, you know, that initial anger and that initial frustration that I could have, like, what, like, you know, questioning myself, what did I do wrong? What did I, what did I do something or, you know, um, it, it's it's crazy. I mean, you could you could forget about a lot things like just by doing a simple activity for example but that's like not enough sometimes um in the case of my uh of this family member that i i hold so much resentment towards like they um they um my initial reaction albeit was very to react violently to you know and all that yeah that's reasonable (laughs) that's reasonable yeah. yeah i mean I'm Catholic myself. Um, I'm not gonna say I'm a. I'm not gonna say I'm a devout Catholic. You know, I'm not a uh, someone who's gonna like rub you know religion in their face. You know, I'm very open minded too. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. but um, you know, just thinking about that, about my how I was raised and so forth. You know, um, you know, I I said to myself, who am I to bring judgment upon others? You know, and I think that's important. I think it's important, especially if you have a belief in the higher being, whether it be whether you be you know Catholic, Christian, uh, Jewish, or or uh, you know Islam. Muslim, yeah. Or, or, you know. You know uh, go, go on, go on, go on. I'll, I'll say it afterwards. But you brought yeah. up a, a you said something that kind of really tickled my brain. Oh, uh, really. Um, yeah, you know, like just that that's that kind of helped me a lot. You know, try to like su- you know suppress that anger and. And to release it, you know, um, we release anger in so many different ways. We don't even know it, you know, whether it be uh, at work or whether it be like at the gym or something. It's it's really hard to like pinpoint exactly what you could do to completely take away anger because resentment is always going to be there. Unless you're a really forgiving person, which it's really hard to be in, in this in this time and this place. You know, like it's um, you know, kudos to you if you can do that. But you know, yeah. 
sometimes don't even notice how how we expel that anger. You know, sometimes we just it, it just goes away randomly, or you know, something else happens that uh, takes away our focus on off that. You know, um, so it's really it's really hard. I mean, myself, I can't really explain it. You know, just but the most general generic thing would be that you know, I I, I believe that I can't like who am I to to um judge someone like put judgment on someone like on someone even if they were something like fucked up you know uh, it's oh um yeah. uh i was gonna say and it goes back to the podcast episode i, I did the first one um because my buddy george i've only known him for a few months maybe like almost a year now uh coming up almost to a year um uh and he mentions, you know, religion. He's, you know, a Christian. He was raised Christian in his household and stuff. And, you know, I mentioned it in the podcast a little bit. I, you know, I was, I grew up Catholic. I feel like that's pretty common for most Hispanics uh, to be raised like yeah. Roman Catholic. Um, and uh, again, different for you. Religion wasn't necessarily always like a, uh, it wasn't a staple in my household. Like it may be for some others. Uh, it, like, I, I guess like to say that is like my, my mother, my family's Catholic, um, some of them, not entirely devout, but like they go to church, like take lessons in. And while for me growing up here, you know, with my family, at least my mom just, you know, we went to church, you know, once a week, sometimes, you know, I usually didn't want to. And, you know, George really tackles those conversations really well because he's got a more intimate relationship and more intimate faith with, uh, you know, with, with his religion. It kind of brought up this, uh, you know, he talked about uh, forgiveness and forgetting, you know, like, you know, uh, to God, you know, God, you know, I, I'm, I'm agnostic, but, uh, you know, I'm not sure whether there is or isn't a God, but, uh, you know, he said that God, you know, he, he, he forgives and he chooses to forget. He just for, chooses to forget what you've done to keep moving and keep growing. And I think that's, I think that's something when you, when you were talking about, you know, this anger, it was, it, it reminded me of that because, while I may not, that part too, you know, I, I I do remember uh that part too from the podcast. I, I do. Yeah, no, I think and and kind of just like uh, summarize a little bit. Like I I re-listened to my podcast uh like after this episode um when I I, I plan on doing it weekly, just uploading weekly. Um, I re-listened to them uh just because at the time of the podcast of recording it, you know, I you know things are going in my head, there's these questions, there's all these, you know, kind of like, huh, I didn't think of this this way, stuff like that. Um, it's not like a, like an ego thing, like, yeah, I'm listening to my own podcast. No, it's really just kind of like to listen like in and be like, huh, you know what, I didn't really you know that. I mentioned at the time, you know, I really liked that thought. I kind of want to keep like, I want to elaborate more on that and I'll, I'll put it in the back burner of my brain and really continue thinking about um, just because... It, it's a it's a good way of evolving. I keep using this kind of metaphor with um uh this metaphor of instruction manual, right? Um, and by what I mean by that is like, you know, you and I, right? You and I were both we both grew up in Elizabeth. We both grew up kind of dealing with the same difficulties. Uh, some a little bit harder than others. Uh, you know, or easier, I should say. Um, like you went to a more you went to uh, Alexander Hamilton it was a preparatory academy with a more focused on getting you to college and like preparing you to like have a bit more success. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, tread carefully there. It's really it's 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 a lot of there's a lot of stories there. Oh uh, no, yeah, no, I understand. 
but we're gonna go based off image, because uh, yeah. that's that's the image they 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 promote more, you know. And that's and uh, we can well, dude, like I can we can do like whole other episodes, uh, or we can have like a conversation after this where we discuss that stuff. But um, you know, there there's a bit of image with that. There's a bit of like a, it's kind of like a going to Harvard or something, like or going to Yale, going to an Ivy League school. Not to say that you went to an Ivy League high school, but you know you went to a school with a bit better rep, you know. The reputation that it had amongst most people who may have not been in that specific place have, you know, like they view it as like that's a bit of like a, you know, fancy pants school. Well, I went to Thomas Edison, which was a vocational school, you know, I was learning a bit more like trade jobs. I was learning to, I was learning to be a mechanic. I was learning, you know, I learned how to change my own oil, change my own tires, put a, you know, a, a, you know, a spare on in case I get a flat. You know, I learned a lot of valuable things you know, in that in terms of like having a car that you may not have gotten, but you're, you had the opportunities to be a lot better off, you know, for school and college than I have, because you're, you know, about to graduate and I'm still trying to figure shit out. But that's not to say that that's, that's common for everybody in my place. Because I know a few people who I went to school with, like I mentioned earlier, who are, you know, getting ready to graduate who didn't take a break in or anything and they're getting ready to graduate and stuff. But that's just to say like, you know, these, this kind of like parallel, these different, um, these different, uh, experiences that we both go through and kind of setting up an instruction manual. You know, you mentioned earlier that, you know, I was, I'm pretty good at asking questions and, and that a lot of that just comes from, you know, needing to, you know, um, my mentor put it best. He said, questions give us direction, you know, and it's really good. It's, it's something really like, you know, simple. Yes, but extremely wise because, you know, we can't really get anywhere if we don't ask questions or we can't like, you know, you know, I bet you, you've had, you know, we've all gone through kind of a down in the dumps pit, you know, it was kind of like difficult, like, you know, hole we dig ourselves into sometimes with our emotions, especially sadness, you know, um, you know, we ask like, why is this all happening to me, right? We we ask these questions, but sometimes we don't answer it ourselves, or we don't like ask more questions. Like, yeah, why is this happening? Be like, you know, you know, but what else is going on? Like, what other factors are there? You know, asking more questions and why? You know, I wrote one and I asked the beginning of the podcast. You know, it's because like I need to figure it out. You know, you're figuring it out we're both learning and growing and we're finding this kind of you know growth and sometimes that is in some sense we find a catharsis in that you know there are these kind of repressed things that we don't know we really feel that have huge impacts on our psyche and how we think and how we deal with certain situations especially emotional ones i only imagine that you know with you know the the more time you kind of take moving forward and like you know whether it's listening to this podcast or kind of taking your own path, whatever that is to kind of like figure out like, man, I just re- like kind of like connect more dots, you know, but, um, but let's, uh, let's shift gears. Let's talk about, uh, and I, I kind of, you, I kind of want to bring this up because you've got a bit more experience. You've got a bit more, uh, time in it than I do. Um, uh, but identity, right? So, you know, you've been you've been single now for like you know a year, give or take, right? A little more than a year. So, um, so how do you you know what was like the you know when you broke up with your ex, right? What was the shift like for you, right? Like you know, um, I know you have a bunch of friends, right? So like, 
what uh what role did they kind of play in with you like kind of like helping re you rediscover you know who shot primary sean is and you know and what other you know what other factors were there you know like when did um when did you kind of like realize like you know it's like all right it's time to like kind of like get my gears back together and what kind of led you to uh if it all if you don't mind like going in with this fling and realizing like you know this is this isn't kind of what i want i think i'm not ready to do this yet and moving forward and just kind of taking t still taking the time to rediscover yourself yeah sure um you know God, i forgot what i was about to say <laughs> um yeah no i mean in terms of my friends you know like my group of friends now and they're really they're really solid you know they're um a bunch they actually live close to me which is really cool i mean i met them i met them like literally uh, after graduation and like my best friend now for example he i met him after graduation we he went to dwyer for example right mm -hmm. um so yeah, uh, they played a big role. I mean, you know, they helped me forget about a lot of stuff. You know, they were always a blast. They're always a blast to be with, and um, you know, they're funny. So you know, that kind of, that got me through it, like physically. You know, just trying to um, not think about it, and you know, have a good time. Ooh, sorry, hiccup. That's right. But um, yeah, no, I mean. There's one thing that I've learned, and it's gonna sound like really like weird. I mean, just I, I, I've um, I've really come to the conclusion that I attract really toxic people when it comes to relationships, really um, self-destructive people. And I don't know, that could be for many reasons. I mean, I myself, I, I think I'm a good person, you know. I try to be as much as I can, but you know, like. I've fallen into the same mistake for so long of, that I give so much to a person or, you know, a certain person and they end up either A, leaving or B, um, you know, like really hurting me. So, I, you know, just looking at that, you know, I know it sounds like really fucking cliche, but, you know, it's just, um, especially after this fling, like I just saw that, I just like, you know, picked up on them, like, maybe, like, do I really attract these type of people? And if so, why, you know, I, this, yeah, that's something I'll never really know the answer to. All I can do is just to be more careful about reading red flags and knowing my worth, you know, dude, everything you just finished saying, like, it's not a cliche. Um, it's, it's, it's actually, it's funny that you would think of it as a cliche because it's like the total opposite. Um, a cliche, a more of a cliche for that would have been like, not knowing like just living in in kind of like a you know oblivious to the fact that like you kind of attract like these toxic people and it's kind of very self-aware of you to kind of realize like you know i noticed that like the people like who i've dated they prop they weren't like you know they weren't the they weren't necessarily not to say that they weren't good people but they brought out a lot of like difficult things that are kind of like yeah maybe we shouldn't be in a relationship maybe we, like we shouldn't do that because you know relationships are aren't just 50 50 like uh like my buddy george mentioned in the podcast it's it is a hundred percent you know it's you're you're taking this time to kind of know somebody on a really intimate level and then there's physical like with sex or like kissing making out holding hands you know while that is intimate but like you know you're you're naked to them you know you're you're you know you open up to this person you know you you're you spend a lot of time with this person 
getting to know them and it opens up a lot of different things. You, you know, it, it brings out a lot of stuff, you know, like me and my, you know, me and my ex, you know, we, we both, we both got baggage, you know, and you know, it's not to say, you know, that it's what, what to say about it is that like, you know, it's there, there were definitely, you know, things I'm not going to go much into it actually. Um, just for just because it's not my story to tell, it's a lot of it's hers, and I don't. I think she, I don't. I don't think she'd be comfortable if I if I kept right. talking about that. Um, yeah. but just to really say, like, it is. It's it's both an effort thing, you know, and um, it kind of goes back to like different things too, because like I wasn't, you know, I I'm I and like you said, like I think you're a good person. I think you know you're you're trying your best to be a good person. I'm trying my best to be a good person. I'm not necessarily always am, you know. I wasn't necessarily always the best person when I was, you know. I wasn't always the best boyfriend and fiance, you know, and, and sometimes I'm not always the best friend sometimes, or even brother, you know, I have a younger brother who's 15 years younger than me. I have an older brother who's 15 years older than me. And it's weird because we're both, we both live so far away. It's hard for me to kind of like maintain that relationship. And I think a lot of that also goes the way how I view my friendships too. It's, you know, like, I feel like, um, you know, I'm always, I don't always hang out with them. So I'm always craving this kind of like wanting to be with them, you know, like I, I, I went to Columbia last year. I met my little brother for the first time. He turned seven. He's adorable as fuck. He's hilariously like it's hilarious and he's so he's so smart man like it's it's fucking insane like just some of the context and things that he was able to understand and like watch like uh you know his mom sends me videos of him in, from school and like he's learning english right now and he he's learning it really really fast and really really well like he when he speaks english you don't hear that much of an accent but like the way he says like sentences like he says my he says me family instead of saying my family and you, that's when you hear the accent but like he's so smart and um and it kind of goes back to this kind of a, a thing of a where i was getting at really at the beginning it's like you know it's we we, we believe you know we we try to be the best person we can be and that's really good and really healthy and really you know it's self-awareness that you you see that that like you know oh wow i you know people the two you know the people i've i've been with they're you know this way and maybe there's something about me and that allows you moving forward now when uh, understanding that or when you do understand that fully that like you know maybe there are some things about me and maybe that helps you find a catharsis in and you know your relate in in your pursuit for romantic relationships, you know, because now you can understand maybe there is something, you know, there's something a bit more and you take that effort and time to really understand that and, and open up to it. You know, yeah. I think that yeah. will, that will benefit you so much more. And you, you're just saying that it's, it's, it's helping, you know, it, I hope it helps you find that catharsis, that kind of like understanding that it's, you know, it's, like what you're feeling, what you're going through, it's validated not only by me, but like knowing that that's normal. Like, you know, being like, wow, you know, I'm kind of realizing like this stuff isn't always the best. I guess you could say that, you know, that's a cathartic moment for you is to realize like, huh, I noticed that like I bring in kind of like toxic people into my love life. Something's, something about that, you know, I should probably look into. But uh, you were going to say? What was I going to say? <laughs> I don't know. You said something, and I was like, oh, he's, he's got something to say. I just wanted to finish my thought. <laughs> well, um, uh, I, uh, I mean, yeah, just to reply. I, mean, I guess just to reply what you just said. I mean, yeah, man, like, it's it's really all about, like, 
finding out who you are, like in terms of like what you want. And mm-hmm. like, again, this goes back to the beginning of the co- podcast, like saying that most people our age really like think they know what they want, but at the end we really don't. And mm-hmm. I was in that position, I was in that position, like, you know, like for the last two years and, you know, um, not necessarily what I want, that I didn't know what I want, but like I had an idea of what I want, but I didn't know how to explain it. Like at the end, I didn't want it. You know? Oh yeah, it's um, it's like you like you know, it's like I think I want this, and then you you get the thing you want. I'm like, ah, oh, it's pretty good, and then it's like, no, I didn't want this at all, actually. Exactly, and that I, I don't want. I like some, I used to still kind of blame myself for it. Like, um, like like for example, my ex, um, you know, I I mentioned I was still her like a good friend to her like after, mm. and I that really like that really wasted my time in myself, you know? Cause then like next thing I knew I was already about to be a senior and I was like, yo, damn, I cared so much for this person. You know, other people obviously that I don't speak to anymore, but I really like put a lot of effort and I didn't even care about myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah, I totally so, understand, man. Yeah. So it's just like, wow, like maybe this isn't, you know, this isn't what I want. I want, I actually want to be happy. Even if it's alone or and with friends, you know, like I don't need, I don't need a significant other to be happy. If it happens, you know, it happens. But like to to build that um, idea was just um, it's really like confusing because it confuses you. And you're like you're uh, at one moment you're left saying, "Damn, like that wasn't what I expected to be," and then the next moment you don't know, and then you move on to another goal another uh set of objectives that you want to achieve on your own and um i think that's important just i mean from my side um yes i'm about to you know i'm basically gonna graduate uh, even with all this but you know like not finishing and not graduating properly you get me Mm -hmm. um it's it's made me want more and as a result like I'm thinking of, uh, like, for example, for example, I'm thinking of doing my master's starting next year in the, in the spring. So Wow, awesome, dude. It, yeah, it's, like, motivated me to, like, kind of think about it. And I'm inching closer to, to finally make a decision on that. But it's that, it's that whole thing that, you know, like, it could be whether I'm trying to make up for lost time or, make, or like, try to live as much as a, a successful and, and good life as I can as young as possible to kind of set a foundation for something even better. And, you know, it's, um, it, it takes a, it takes a lot of work, uh, a lot of mental fortitude, um, a yeah, lot of man. obstacles to overcome. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, you know, your, your experience and all that, like, for example, with the death of your father and all that, you know, like, I, I can't feel that because I don't, I don't, I haven't, my father's still alive. I haven't lost him. I haven't experienced a loss like that. The closest thing I could, I could say was my grandfather. Yeah, and you also have a definitely different relationship with your father than I do with my father. Yeah, but, exactly. you know, I, I kind of want to um, and take a take a moment to, like, just, I want you to, like, feel validated. Like, what you're feeling and the, like, the kind of mindset that you created for yourself, it's positive. It's really positive. And, you know, it's, you know, and you know, what you're, what you're attempting to do going, you know, thinking about going to get your master's and things like that. That's, you know, that's growth. You're, you're really growing and trying and it's important. Like, 
and I don't want that to get into your head either and like inflate your ego a bit. But understanding that like you know that that's that's something positive. You know, it's you're you're making good choices, and you know I I won't be able to say whether you're making the right ones for you and you know whatever whether it's for your right choices for your career life what yada yada. But that kind of mindset of you know it's like well I kind of want to wide a a bigger uh, a larger net a safety net for myself. You know I want to be able to you want to be more uh, my dad had a good saying of you know during the springtime he'd always bring a jacket with him he said it's better to have than to have not i'd rather be you know sweating and like take off my jacket and you know do whatever with it than like being cold and be like damn i wish i had a jacket you know and i think that kind of mindset that you're taking in it's like you know you want to build on bigger better things you want to become better i think that's extremely it's extremely healthy thing for you to say and i think you know the more you take time to like do those things and really like keep growing and stuff, I think you're going to be, you know, I don't think anyone can say you're not being successful because that's, that's, that's really success. It's really coming, taking these like negative things and instead of making you make, you know, going off the deep end with them and just continuing to like, be like, Oh man, I'm not enough, you know, being really down on yourself and being like, no, well, yeah, this kind of sucks or this really, really fucking sucks. But I want to do better now. I want to like. I, I'm not going to let this define me. Or I'm not going to let this take over my life. I want to do bigger and better things. And even though it's like you know, oh man, I won't get to you know have my commencement speech and like you know get my you know be in a fancy cap and gown and stuff. But I kind of want to like you know it's like yeah, it sucks. But like I want more now. Like I don't want just that now. I just I want something better. And knowing that and realizing that is extreme it's you're not only being kind of more aware with what things with what you want going back to kind of what we were talking about like not knowing what we want and like just going on a new path and continuing to grow man and i think that's fucking phenomenal i think that's phenomenal that you think that because now not only like does it it helps me recalibrate like kind of a who you are as a person, at least for me, like how, you know, I, I see people and like, dude, you make me like so fucking proud of you, man. You make me like, be like, dude, this guy's fucking, this guy's fucking G. This guy's fucking, he's got something. He's, he's figuring some shit out. He's got it. I should keep a close eye on him. But, um, but yeah, um, so I think, uh, you know, it's, it's coming up, you know, we're about an hour and a half in, um, and you know we got another half hour to to reach to but i don't know if you have anything else to say i don't know if you can't you know i'm kind of like oh let's you know let's cut it off here what what are you thinking well i'm gonna be honest with you i'm fucking starving right now (laughs) dude all right perfect so we can we you know we'll 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 wrap it up here you know um you can go eat and then uh and then if you want later we can uh catch up offline you know don't have to worry about this and we can keep talking about some stuff if you'd like um, I know that like talking to you helped me come to like, you know, think about a few things and, you know, hopefully give you a bit of advice, you know, indirect advice with some of the stuff going on with you and, uh, and yeah, man. So, um, uh, I want to just first off, thank you for your time, man, for being on here, for wanting to be here and like being pretty open with some of the stuff going on. Um, and I'm just, you know, I just kind of want to take a moment to say, you know, I'm really proud of you, man. And uh, if you want anything you say, you uh, kind of, you know, you're free to say anything, whether it's give advice out or whatever it is, you know, you got, you know, say whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't got much to say. I just want to say to you also, thank you for having me. And, you know, 
I'm always down for if you ever want to talk again here and all that, you know, whenever, just let me know. Um, as for everyone, you know, listening, you're just like, especially in this crazy time, like, uh, we're living right now with this pandemic, like, just please try to, like, you know, be positive. Um, you know, uh, I know it's, it, there's a lot of death, like, I don't want to sound like freaking Trump right now, but <laughs> there's like, there's like death and all that right now. And it's just like, people are not handling it well. People are not going through a good time right now. And we have idiots that are, you know, like, really not not helping the situation. So, yeah, just like, I know it's really angering and I know it's really, like, annoying. But just try to be positive. Just try to, you know, do what you could do to, um, you know, help yourself and keep yourself healthy. And not, not and I don't mean just, like, physically, but also, like, mentally. Because, you know, I know there's a lot of... Um, you know, there's a lot of people, for example, who don't live in a good situation at home that have to be at home now. And there's people who just can't handle being isolated. And, you know, just God bless. And, you know, just like, um, just, you, you know, you got this. You guys can do this and we could pull through this. And, you know, I, I, I hope we come out as a better society and people from this situation. Awesome, man. You know, I think that's, I think that's a wonderful message and i think that's uh i think for people but for any for the people listening in i think that's uh i think that's gonna help them out um thank you again sean thank you for your time man um good luck with the rest of i know that you got finals and everything coming up oh, yeah. uh, with with everything going <laughs> a lot, on man. A lot of stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> um i wish you the best of luck man um take care and uh we'll chat soon man right yeah man simon just take it easy um you know, you have my blessings and all that. Uh, let me know of anything, all right? Awesome, man. Take care, buddy. Take care, man. Take care. All right. And that is episode two of Finding Catharsis. Um, I want to thank again everybody listening in who, you know, this is definitely a bit longer than my first episode. Um, you know, and I'm trying to aim really for the half hour, uh, hour and a half, two hour mark, because I know that's a lot easier to kind of condense people to listen in. Um, really want to thank everyone listening in. Um, I'm really just glad to keep doing this. It's kind of a fun project, especially with everything going on. You know, the world right now, especially being stuck in quarantine, being away from people, you know, there's no being stuck with people, sometimes with good people, sometimes with not so good people. Um, and I guess like what I have left to say is, you know, keep, uh, you know, you may not be, you know, you may not have everything figured out right now. You may not have all the answers you're looking for right now, but it's coming, you know, it you know, it comes with time and experience. And sometimes we don't always have that, you know, we not, we don't always have those experiences and stuff at, at least openly available for us, you know, but that's kind of why, you know, I'm here, you know, I don't have those resources either. Sometimes, man, there's some stuff that I still don't have figured out entirely. And I, you know, I'm kind of aware that uh, kind of aware of that feeling. And I want to be able to kind of give that to other people who, might be going through something right now you know it's we're all going through an extremely difficult time right now uh, more kind of like like you know immense thing and uh i think knowing that someone is relating to you and kind of going through something similar and more similarities it helps us all out in the end um if you got this far uh thank you for listening thank you for uh for you know for just being in for this wonderful ride um I think that's that. 
good morning, good afternoon, good night, whenever you listen to this, and I will see you guys soon. Bye-bye.